0: Hey everybody welcome to a brand new episode of journey of the road runner it's paul here
1: and adriana
0: and we're back
1: <laughs> we we are back
0: um yeah that was intended <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and we have a special guest today dr edwards he is our chiropractor both of our chiropractors yep. next door to bristol total fitness
0: yeah hey everybody and-
1: Dr. Edward, do
2: you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm the, uh, the Cairo next door here. Um, it's, uh, I've been in Bristol now for uh, actually March 1st will mark the end of the fifth year. So going into my sixth year here uh, over in wow. the Total Fitness Building in Bristol, and it's been a great journey. Um, I really love working with the patients on this side of the bay. I, I'm, a, I'm a dirty West Bayer. I'm from uh, <laughs> the other side of the bay, but no, it's been great over here. You know, I I got into chiropractic, you know, because of my own history with sports injuries. I don't know if either of you guys know this, uh, but a snowboarding accident is what landed me in a chiropractor's office. I blew out my shoulder, and you know, I was also playing lacrosse at the time. And a chiropractor put me back together uh, a lot faster than I expected to. And um, you know, it was love at first sight. I I, I switched my whole uh, career path over to pursue chiropractic because of that, and. So I'm I'm intimately uh, familiar with uh, injury and how that affects our body. Uh, I hurt myself a lot <laughs> in the <laughs> past, and chiropractic's definitely uh, uh, kept me going. So,
0: but yeah, yeah, it's so funny because um, like back in the day, I was when I heard chiropractor, I just picture like somebody like cracking somebody's back, and then that's it. And then um, after I had my major ankle injury, Adriana you took go into the chiropractor there's camilla at the time yeah and what a difference I, I i would have had no idea that you do like ankle work and stuff so you, can, yep. can you kind of like explain what like the chiropractic work does like different types of things that you work on
2: yeah sure so and i, I get that a lot too um both people being hesitant to start with chiropractic and also not knowing any idea that we work on more than just a spine you know that's definitely the uh the, the kind of space we've carved out for ourselves in the in the uh, public consciousness of just being the, the spine, you know, cracking the back people. But, um, you know, basically, if it's a, if a joint in your body that uh, should be moving, we can work on it. I also have a specialty and an interest in, in uh, soft tissue work. So myofascial release uh, through the active release program. Uh, so I do a lot of soft tissue work as well. And, you know, that interest has led me into the shockwave therapy, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later. But, you know, really chiropractic and physical therapy have a lot of overlap. Um, And I think we're all trying to get, we're all working towards the same goal. We're trying to just get, um, you know, patients better and get people back to living the lives they want to live however they want to live it, you know, and uh, really um, there's two major problems in manual medicine. And, And either things, um, aren't moving well enough or they're moving too much. And, um, me as a chiropractor, I'm really good at getting things that aren't moving well, moving again. And, um, you know, I rely on my physical therapy colleagues to, uh, you know, take people that are moving too much and get them to stabilize that. But that's really how I view the world, um, in terms of, you know, entry into chiropractic or, or physical therapy. So, you know, if anybody has a problem where things are feeling stiff, they're not functioning the way they want to, you know, you, you, uh having pain with any motion, um, definitely it doesn't matter if it's in your spine, your big toe or shoulder, wherever it is, um, we can definitely take an assessment. And, and most often we can find at least some therapy that at least help you get back on the right track.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's um more of like a holistic approach instead of immediately like going into the knife or even when I've had problems with my shoulder, my ankle, you know, instead of getting jumping right into cortisone shots, you know, you'll have me go to like a physical therapist, something like that. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's an order of operations. I like to say, you know, and, and uh, we can always, we can always do more, but it's hard to take it back. And uh, again, I'm very pro surgery when necessary, but it, it's often not as necessary as it seems, and there's certain criteria depending on what's going on, but it's definitely really good to exhaust your conservative options before jumping up to those things you can't take back.
1: And um, um, you know, Dr. Edwards, Paul and I were talking about your approach to how um, you're just a lot more positive. And sometimes like when you're going to somebody for help, you know, the mind's a terrible thing sometimes and a positive thing. Yeah. And if you're going in really hurt and you're feeling bad and you're scared, and someone like, you know, basically scares the shit out of you to be blonde. And they're like, well, yeah. this is it and blah, blah, blah. Like, you definitely have a really good way of kind of toning it down. And you're like, well, it's not the worst. I don't want to be, you know, you're never negative. You have a really good way of like calming the nervous system down when you walk in. Like. Your energy yeah. is really calming compared to a lot of other people. Paul and I, Paul and I, we laugh on this podcast all the time. It's like a pinball. Like, what are we going to wake up with this morning? You know, <laughs> And um, yeah. but I, you know, we also kind of talk about how your, your approach is just, it's a lot more positive. So going into your office, it's, it kind of, it takes that tension right away already when it's like, all right, I'm here. Like, he's going to help me. It's not the end of the world where there's been other offices I walk into. And I, I leave, I, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I've sat in the car and cried after doctor's visits. Cause they're just like, well, it's blah, 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 And it's this and that's it. And you're screwed, you know, like in so many words. And you know, when we get into your office, it's a different, you, you explain things, you talk to your patients, you, you know, you, you're a human, not a robot. Yeah. Who's just You're not diagnosing this problem essentially you're you're looking at a problem and looking at the person and saying this is what we can do with you and you know it's not going to be that bad yeah. like you're you know your attitude matters a lot
2: and that's really intentional you know on my part and I put a lot of thought into this um, you know I when I went to practice for my own uh, because I'd had the similar experiences to you and you know it always seemed or often seemed that um, you know providers that I saw were, were very kind of doctor-centered they had their way of doing things and this is how it was going to be and, um, you know, I never felt like a team member in my own care. So when I got the opportunity to start, you know, onto my own practice here, you know, I, I very much wanted patients to be uh, the main, you know, here of their story. I'm just a guide I'm just here to help people, you know, uh, again, meet their goals and, uh, achieve their dreams, but, you know, uh, it has to be done together. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad, thank you for sharing that, because, uh, yeah. because it, that means I'm, um. Doing what I sought out to do, and yeah, um, yeah. And we're not the
1: only ones. Who, uh, we're not the only ones who feel that way. I've sent a lot of my clients to you, and I've sent a couple who are a little more like skeptical, and and they're like, yeah. "I love him. Thank you. He's so nice. He explained." I just had uh, one of my clients recently come back and say, "You." She's been. She's older. She's been to a lot of different chiropractors. She's like, "He's done one of the best adjustments I've had on my back." Like you know, I, I I have nothing but positive things coming back from my clients about you.
2: Yeah. And of course I appreciate you uh, thinking about us and those (laughs) referrals, but you know, I do think a lot of it comes from just helping people to realize that they are, they're in charge and that this is a team effort and, um, you know, I can't do the work for you, but we can definitely figure things out together and, um, you know, taking the fear away, like you said, um, this stuff is scary. and, And of course the internet, um, makes it scarier. <laughs> right. But when you, when you understand, um, you know, that you do have a lot of control over way more conditions and way more pain than, you know, uh, than you realize it, it can, it can really be powerful um, and helping people to overcome that fear. Uh, Craig Levinson is one of my um, kind of role models. He, he wrote the, literally the textbook, Rehabilitation of the Spine. He, he's a phenomenal person just in the, in the physical medicine space, but he has this first principles of movement program. Um, and I won't get into that too much, but you know, really his, his goal is giving people a positive experience with movement, especially after an injury, you know, and I don't think that stops at just, you know, the experience of the movement. It starts with your whole attitude about the movement, um, and feeling like you can do this. Um, so yeah yeah it's um it's a main tenant of what I try to do here and <laughs> I'm glad to see it's getting across I don't think we've ever talked about that directly
0: so. no it, it helps
1: it helped I mean it's helped me Paul and I have spoken about it numerous times it's, my yeah. clients come back all the time you know he, he explains things to me I feel like he cares like you get a lot of, I have nothing but positive things coming back on my end
0: yeah seems like that technology advancements might be helping you a lot too right is, is there just like a lot of newer
1: yeah
2: yeah I mean definitely definitely um you know there's there's uh, on both the therapy side but also on the research side you know now I think one of the things is chiropractic's been around a long time I think 1895 was like the inception year for <laughs> oh. the first adjustment took place or whatever obviously bone setting they used to call it, you know, it goes way back before yeah. that, but chiropractors are things like at least a hundred and something years old, but um, you know, I think it, it worked. Patients historically have, have, you know, uh, had great relationships with their chiropractors, but we just didn't know how or why, you know, or, or mm-hmm. we just knew that it got good results. So I think the technology has been showing um, you know, adding validity to what we do we can actually Mm -hmm. say yeah this works or or, no this doesn't um and really figure out why so that's been great on the technology side and there's finally finally research coming out that kind of supports what we do um and uh yeah on the therapy side it might be alluding to the shock wave and uh there's there's plenty of other technologies that's just one i've gotten into myself but you know there's a lot of tools coming out now and it's just exciting (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. a lot to tap into
1: can you explain um, Shockwave? I've been doing it myself and I, I love it. I've sent some clients who have awesome results as well. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Um, Shockwave, you know, just to give a, a little background on it, it's, um, it's a sound wave. So similar to people that might have had like uh, ultrasound uh, therapy before, it's similar to that, but it's a, it's a much higher dose, much higher pressure. Shockwave itself is like the broad name for the field. Really, there's, there's a couple different kinds of shock waves. There's a true focus shock wave, and then there's a real pressure wave, and they both accomplish similar things, but they're a little different. I personally uh, use the radial pressure wave therapy mostly because it's more accessible and uh, it, it is safer overall. But as a therapy, its, it's goal really is to help uh, the body heal things that uh, have been stubborn or, or you know, chronically Uh, injured. Basically, uh, it's a mechanical transduction is the name of it. It it helps by physically stimulating the cells so that they can pass their, um, you know, intercellular chemicals that they, how they talk to each other uh, a little easier. Uh, And it can help kind of stimulate healing responses in cells better. So everything from like uh, growth of blood vessels growth of, of uh, stem cell differentiation. So how your body, you know, makes new fresh tissue uh, after like uh, an injury where it becomes scar tissue, you can actually use shockwave to influence that to become, you know, healthier normal tissue again. You know, there's lots of applications for it. It's a really, really powerful field, really exciting. Um, and, um, you know, that's the general overview of it. Um, it's a physical Uh, acoustic wave going into the tissue. Mm -hmm. And that acoustic wave is having the uh, upregulated healing response in the tissue.
1: I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I
2: know. Adrian has been a big fan. Paul, I don't think we've gotten into it uh, with you at all.
0: Yeah, luckily, Um, I don't think we've had to.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll <talk> I would. <laughs> it's
2: got a ton of different uses, you know, so. Yeah, you, you know,
0: oh, what what type of um, injuries or something would you use that for? Oh, like you said, scar tissue. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's
2: really shines, you know, in the chronic realm of things. So we'd call it tendinopathy, you know, um, so things like tennis elbow that have been stubborn for a while or, mm. or like an Achilles or a plantar fascia issue um, that have been painful for a while. Any of the chronic things like that, you know, do really well with it. Shoulder issues, rotator cuff, um, you know, bicep tendinopathy. So if it's, if you've had it a while, (laughs) there's a good chance shockwave can help you with it. But there's also some other uses too, like even just in myofascial trigger points, which I'm just getting into, you know, we've Mm -hmm. mostly been using it around the tendinopathies, but it's really good at helping to bust up those stubborn trigger points too. You know, I don't know, I'm sure everybody's heard about, you know, myofascial release and trigger point therapy and you know trigger point therapy um it's hard to sometimes conceptualize but basically there's a drawing i I think this is just an audio podcast right Right, yeah you show a picture but it's not going to be any good (laughs) but to just summarize it so you know fascial treatment think about it like this like if you're wearing a sweater and the bottom like part of your sweater towards your hip gets stuck on something and pulls down towards your back right pocket it pulls the whole sweater fibers you know towards that 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 pocket you know pulls it down and pulls it away but it pulls all the fibers even from up towards your opposite shoulder you know uh, everything stretches that way that's how trigger points work too That's a great like analogy i like
1: that I, I
2: love that yeah, yeah. and oh, i yes. didn't come up with that but <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could take credit for it but it's a really good visual right so, yes. so tr- trigger point therapy uh with shockwave you know, you can go right in, find those tangles, find those trigger points, and r- r- blast them out. Basically, release the sweater. <laughs> release the sweater, and um, you know, get that sweater moving again the way it should. And That just takes pressure off everything else and makes it feel a whole lot better. But shockwave can be used for those kind of things too, and and you know, really effectively. Uh, again, I mentioned that I do, um, you know, soft tissue work through active release, and I love active release, and it's still a core part of the way I treat. But I can tell you that shockwaves definitely help me get even better results even faster in a lot of cases than um, the, the active release. Um, they're both great tools uh, and I won't give up either of them, but uh, mm-hmm. the shockwaves definitely definitely um, just a really powerful tool for, for helping these
0: trigger points. Does it take a certain amount of treatments or is it like different for each? Yeah,
2: each can different. Each condition is a little different. Um, some like more chronic like tendinopathy, you know, uh, and I'm sure Adriana can attest to some of this, like, you know, some stubborn elbow stuff. It can take a lot, you know, depending on how long it's been there, how bad the injury was, you know, it, it can end up being you know treated over, you know, a period of months, like, you know, once a week or every couple of weeks. You know, for trigger point things, though, it, it can respond really quickly, too. Uh, I mean, I've had some patients where we do one session and everything clears up. And so there's no need to do any more. So it is flexible. But general rule of thumb is usually around three visits will give us a good indicator. Most a lot of things will be cleared up after three visits, spread about a week apart. And then, um, again, some of the chronic stuff will have to stay on top of. But, you know, usually three visits up front is, is um, a great start and and, um, tells us if we need to go more
0: yeah Uh, yeah oh yeah and I love that sweater analogy because like uh, if you have like if a part of your body is hurting you it could be like a different part that you know it originated from yeah so, yeah. so that probably happens a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it can be pretty sneaky too. It happens a lot where people come in and like, oh no, I feel you know pretty good today. I have no issue. And then as soon as I poke a trigger point in their lower back, they're like, Oh yeah, no, that hurts. There <laughs> it is. Um, you know, didn't know that was there, but you know, they can they can linger. Um, it's mm-hmm. just what we call a latent trigger point and they can uh you know come back to uh unfortunately um creep up on you when you least expect it. So yeah. Um yeah,
0: they they uh Uh, they're not always obvious Mm -hmm. what are some like common things that maybe runners would come in for like i know i like there must be like a lot of hip issues i know i've been having my share of hip issues going in lately
2: yeah i mean it comes across the board it it depends Mm -hmm. on um you know how long how far people are running uh, distance wise i've got everything everything from people that are just casually running 5ks uh you know half marathons marathons i've got some ultra marathoners that, you know, I don't know if they ever stop running, um, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's quite a range, um, and each one has different things, but, uh, you know, some of the more common things would be, you know, kind of lower back pain once people starting increasing distance, uh, definitely knee and ankle concerns, um, which is something again, oftentimes we can address with even just a simple adjustment can be magic for those people um because their ankle might not be landing properly at their different parts of their gait, uh you know so they're not springing off as nicely or you know sometimes just unlocking an ankle can be magic but yeah that's 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 a lot of what i see lower back and then knee and, and ankle will probably be the next two hips definitely can be on the list but they're a little further down than the knee and the ankle stuff for me in my experience
1: yeah now are and you sometimes get- neck
2: <laughs> but sorry go ahead
1: Oh, and I was gonna say, do you get a lot? So no, I'm I'm noticing this more. I think during the pandemic, I really started to pick up on it. People like sitting for long periods of time. Like I have some younger people. I mean, I'm 44, so now I think like 50s younger. (laughs) Because I just want to clarify. Because remember when you were younger, you're like 40s old. Like now, I'm like Uh younger people. But I I'm shocked at like the the lack of movement, especially hips. Mm. But like. Just like, especially the pandemics, I think a lot of people who went from offices to working from home, like offices, you're still move. I feel like people were moving a lot more. And I I can speak for my wife; like, finally, she got a stand up desk, and it's it's definitely worked wonders. Like, there's a lot of yeah, yeah, and like I I just like when we joke around in training, like sitting's and new smoking, but like legit, like I see people really like they're not doing enough to get hurt in like physical. They're not active enough in a sport of any kind, like they're exercising, but where they actually get hurt and like the problems they're having, I'm like, how do you have these problems? Like, have you ever hurt yourself? Have you ever hurt your back? Have you ever done this? They're like, no, I, I haven't. So I'm like, the sitting is literally like destroying people.
2: It, yeah, it is. And, and for a couple of reasons, I think, but I think a, a, people think about injuries as being like a, 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 something that just happens over like a quick period of time, right? Like, yeah. a, like a trauma. But you know, um, and I don't have the formula I've memorized. I should, but um, Mike Leahy, the the founder of Active Release, uh, has come up with this you know formula that he uses. I'm looking up towards my shelf here because I can pull one down. <laughs> so I'm sure I can find the formula. But basically, you know, injury is not just a, a function of you know just trauma, right? There's there's multiple parts to it, and, and some of the parts there are the amount of force that's put in, and also the amount of time. So an injury can still be occurring if it's low force. But that low force is being sustained over a longer period of time, right? right. And, and there's sense. this formula, and I, you know, I can do that out another time. But um, so when people are sitting for a long time, our bodies are designed to move. We're not designed to be in one place. We're definitely not designed to sit, you know, that long. Um, I recommend getting up at least every half hour, even if it's just for a quick lap around the room. Um, but um, if we're if we're sitting, you know, our our hamstrings are under strain. Our psoas are shortened. Our, our backs you know the discs aren't getting the healthy movement our discs you know kind of refresh when we walk and move and it pumps the fluid in the discs in and out to refresh it you know when you're sitting none of that's happening so it's this long slow low force injury that happens over a period of time you can sit you know if you sit a lot for a week eh, no big deal you sit a lot for multiple weeks straight you know multiple hours you're probably going to end up with some issues especially when you try to go out and then train you know mm-hmm. right um because the tissue has been chronically injured itself but you're just not noticing it because it's so slow
1: right yeah, yeah it's, so it's I, been really bad like i've noticed it a lot more since the pandemic i think again i think because so many people started working from home where they weren't moving like even at offices like you're getting up to the water cool you want to go chat with somebody you're not mm-hmm. going to send an email to someone two cubes away you're going to go up and talk like you know not yeah. that they were moving all the time it's still a sitting job but i feel like in office environments people are much more mobile than they were at home
2: yeah i agree with that too people are, it's so easy yeah. to get tunneled in and just stay in place <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah stay in place at work, work and then um binge it on netflix after work yeah. right <laughs> yeah, that
1: too. you're tired you gotta sit and watch netflix
0: You <laughs> got to we had actually a, a question. Does chiropractic work? Um, help with TMJ issues? You know, stuff like that that you wouldn't even think to, to yeah. go see you for. Yeah. yeah. So it goes back to the.
2: Um, it goes back to the kind of opener of of you know if it's a joint in your body and it moves, we should be able to help mm-hmm. it. And the TMJ is certainly a joint. Um, you know the TMJ it's, itself, the temporomandibular joint, is what TMJ stands for. The TMD is the, you know, temporomandibular joint disorders is, is what we treat. But the jaw is, is unique too, because it's, you know, two joints that need to pretty much work together and everything. They don't really have a choice. <laughs> you don't really get to just open one side of your mouth. You know, they're, they're both along for the ride. So if one side gets dysfunctional, it can be a big problem. But yeah, definitely uh, adjusting myofascial release through ART. Um, we can definitely help um, a lot of jaw issues. And then, um, you know, the shockwave actually can be pretty helpful for, for working on some of the tissue of the jaw. Oh, um, and I will say, too, a lot of people uh, often think that, you know, these things are isolated, like a jaw problem is a jaw problem. But really, in my experience, kind of back to the sweater analogy, the upper cervical spine, the upper back, really, really closely related to what's going on uh, with the jaw. The jaw. So oh, if well, you don't check out the neck and make sure that's working out well, and you don't if you don't make sure the uh, for thoracic spine is doing what it needs to the jaw is not going to stand a chance you know you need to make sure everything's working together and then also there's uh, this is a this is a big topic so sorry if i'm rambling on this That's one, okay there's been some recent research come out lately that you know is closely associated between tmj disorders and, and depression which is huge mm-hmm. uh, mental health and, and jaw pain is absolutely massive and um so even you know talking with counselors going through um God, I always forget the, uh, the modality there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm going through the, uh, the mental health uh, counseling and, and working with the therapist can be really positive for people with TMJ disorders as well. Um, the huge link there. So there's a lot of things to tackle and unpack with JAW stuff. Uh, in my experience, a JAW problem is not just a JAW problem most of the time.
1: No, you know, it's yeah. interesting you say that. I, <laughs> I had never grinded my teeth at night. I went to my dentist and he's like hey when did you start grinding your teeth I shit you not I like got a mortgage I had never had a mortgage (laughs) and I like and I don't I don't think I was I would wake up sometimes I had a little pressure headache you know I sleep I just didn't think anything of it maybe like it was dry in my house and when I went to the dentist he's like this is like new you've never grinded your teeth you know so he had me get the mouthpieces and all that and I'm not now I have like like an Invisalign I wear at night but um yeah, I was, I shit, you're not, I got a mortgage. So I'm like, it was obviously like the thought of having, cause I've never had, I've always paid for things like outright. My car was paid for. I never had a car loan. So right. I, I had this huge like debt and I'm not <laughs> a fan of having debt. So I was like, oh my God, like this is, yeah. you know, it's a 30 year debt. I, and I didn't think it bothered me, but deep down, like you said, like there's some kind of sh- mental stress happening and I started grinding my teeth. So it is interesting. Like, so I think people probably grind their teeth a lot more at night than they realize. And, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. you're locking up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, well, we it, talk about that often, like the mind body connection, how, you know, your body might be hurting, but might have to do with like your mental health as well There's the mm-hmm. connection between the mental and physical health. Yeah. 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 It's absolutely huge.
2: And, and again, for me as a practitioner, always something I, I consider, especially if people aren't responding to uh, what we're doing, right. If, if what I'm doing, you know, feels like it should be helping and, and uh, things are moving better, but the pain's not going away it's because we're missing something. And oftentimes mm-hmm. the mental health is the next step. And I'm glad it's being talked about more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's definitely becoming less stigmatized, but I still think we have a way to go with that. I need to get better at it too. You know, there's, there's always ways we can improve <laughs> that part of the healthcare, but yeah, it's, it's crucial.
0: Yeah, for sure. We have like a million things to talk about. So I think you're going to have to like, come on again. Sure. <laughs> so we, yeah. Happy to. So, so, um, yeah. So if anybody wants to like write in any questions for Dr. Edwards, yeah, yeah. please let us know. So, yes, um, I- How can people get a hold of you, Dr. Edwards? Um, Well, the best way would be to uh,
2: uh, go on the website. Um, You know, you can check out, uh, um, admittedly I need to update the website, but (laughs) www.bristolcairo.com. You can schedule appointments right online there. Um, You can also call or text the office at uh, 401-396-9892 is our main number. uh, penny would be happy to uh you know uh get you set up there um and again you can text that number again that's 401-396-9892 um but yeah those are the two best ways to get in touch with us um but uh, yeah we're right over here in the uh Bristol total fitness gym building um and uh yeah, if anybody has any questions happy to get to you however i
0: can excellent uh, adriana want to shout out soul Friends?
1: yeah i definitely want to shout out my company uh soul friend yoga so for anybody looking for a yoga mats yoga apparel fitness apparel um partial proceeds go to fund the mission we give uh, free yoga and um fitness to at-risk communities so it's definitely um a great organization and if you're listening to the podcast capital s-o-u-l 20, will give you 20% off anything online and it's soulfriendyoga.com. And if you need to reach me, you can definitely reach me uh, right there through the chat or on our Instagram through the chat.
0: All right. And of course, you can find me at The Road Runner. That's R-H-O-D on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And um, I should also mention that the website changed to journey of The Road Runner because I think it used to be The Road Runner Journey but then yeah. my domain expired, so I, and then I checked in Journey of the Roadrunner is available, so I'm at journeyroadrunner.com. <laughs> Keep it consistent <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And then um, I at you can email me at theroadrunner1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. if you have any questions <coughs> If you have any questions, Dr. Edwards that you'd like next time he comes on
1: Yes, I
0: let him rip about. I think that's about it. Oh, thank you so awesome. much for coming on, Dr. I Thank really you for having me. Always a pleasure talking to you both. You'll <laughs> we'll be seeing
1: me sooner than later.
0: We were actually pretty <laughs> professional on this one. So. We were.
1: I, I barely swore. All
0: right. I know. I was
2: looking. I was uh, prepared for something else. So next time you'll have to.
1: Always <laughs> <laughs> well, we <can> get
0: ugly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until the next time, we'll see you out on the road. Later. And remember, be it. To each other
2: and party on, dudes.